Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, this is Anne-Marie and welcome to another show. Today I'm joined by Susan Butler, author of the book Become the CEO of You Inc. Susan will be sharing how we can build a strategy for our career and how to achieve our goals, including critical success factors for making your career and life happen for you rather than letting things happen to you. Now just a bit of a background on Susan. Susan is the CEO of the SBB Institute for the Development of women leaders. She began her 36-year career with Anderson Consulting, now Accenture, where she was the first female professional employee and eventually the first female partner. And Susan retired as the managing partner of the office of the CEO. So she can certainly share some important insights from her amazing career. So let's welcome her to the show. Welcome, Susan. Thanks, Anne-Marie. It's wonderful to be chatting to you. Become the CEO of You, Inc. So do you want to talk to me just a little bit about why did you write the book? Well, Anne-Marie, when I retired, uh, someone said, Said, Susan, you need to uh, write a book. And I thought, well, I can't write a biography because I haven't spent 36 years journaling everything that I've done, right? Mm-hmm. I wish everybody else would do that, but I'm not a journaler. So I decided that I needed to write a book about how to, how to move your career forward, how to become in charge of who it is you want to be rather than let things happen to you. Mm -hmm. And, and it started, you know, the, the idea came about as I was thinking about my career and, um, one of the mishaps that I had early on was I didn't get promoted when I thought I should have. And so therefore I wasn't obviously the CEO of me. And so therefore I decided, well, that's the good book to write. Yeah is to become in charge of who it is you are and who you want to be. You have only one life, and it's your life. Exactly. And I love the the quote that you, you've written in your book from Amelia Earhart, and, and she says, you can do anything you decide to do. You can act to change and control your life, and the procedure, the process is its own reward. And I think particularly for women, and we have a large audience of, of women who are ambitious entrepreneurs, but also people who are working for other people and maybe in the transition of going from being employed to 
to being self-employed. And I think that the whole premise of becoming the CEO of you, so each of us having to become the CEO of, of ourselves, of our companies, it's so important, isn't it? And something we often don't recognize. I think that when I say, if you're not doing it, who have you outsourced it to? Mm. Because somebody is making us who we are. Yeah, yeah. So for those people who haven't really considered that they need to become the CEO of them, Inc., what would you say? How would you define the meaning of becoming the CEO of you, Inc.? Well, I believe that the hardest part is when I say the first step is to describe to me what you're doing in three to five years. And people say, oh, I, you know, I can't do that, Susan. And I said, well, when I was retiring, a good friend of mine said, Susan, what do you want to say you've accomplished in five years? Because I was going from, you know, running every day with Accenture, and now it was my time. And I thought, I don't have an answer for that question. Mm. But by the end of that lunch, I said, Mark, I've got it. I want to have impacted zillions of women and girls to be all they can be. I mean, and it came into my head because, I mean, nobody had ever asked me that question before. Mm. So, mm. Would you say that that, ha- that question, it sounds to me, was made such an impact in, in, in your life and how you continued on once you had that goal, once you had that, that vision. That, that's absolutely right. But it was also interesting, Anne-Marie, that I started thinking about, well, you know, I've really been doing this all my life. I mean, when I got promoted to partner at Accenture, um, I was always reaching down and going, at, you know, when I'd go out to one of the offices, I'd, I'd say, do you want me to take the women out to lunch? Because in the early days, they didn't have anybody to look up to, right. anybody to ask questions of. Mm-hmm. So I look at thinking about that, and then I look at how, how excited I got when I impacted, in a small way, somebody's career, and when they got promoted, and when they got moved up to, to different positions, and how exciting that is. Yeah. So, but it was my North Star, and it has been my 30-second elevator speech, as someone told me one day, and I thought, oh, it really is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that um, just hearing you talk about your successes, and I can hear through through your voice that, uh, you know, you really are thrilled when, when other women could recognize that, hey, I can do that too. And, and I think being such an inspiration for all of those women um, is, is certainly just, just amazing. And I will, in a moment, ask you to share your own some of your own successes, and I'm sure you've got some success stories too, because I know as women, we often take ourselves out of the running oh you know she can do that because she's got a b and c but when we hear the background to some women's stories and think wow that's where i'm at at the moment in my life and my career well if she could do it so can i and and i think that uh, that message is, is so powerful when you talked earlier about 
asking or being asked the question, describe where you want to be in three to five years. And, and initially you were unable to answer. I think so many of us women, whether we're working in a career or whether we have, well, obviously we're all working in a career, but whether it be for another company or for our own company, that's often something we don't do either. Uh, and I know that you've got a make it happen model to do so. Do you want to talk a little bit about your make it happen model? Because I love it. I think the four steps that you've, you've identified are so critical. Uh, do you want to share a little bit about that, please? Well, actually, it's it's a change model that I used when I was, you know, in work helping create change. We always needed to define where we were going, who was going to help us get there, figure out the plan, and then work the plan every day. Mm. So it's it's nothing more than that, except that it's we're doing it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And as I said, the the hardest question for somebody to sit down and think about is, what am I doing in three years? And I said... I say to people, you know, you can do it, and it really takes a little bit of time. If you just sit down at the computer, date date the message three years from today, and describe to me what you're doing, and say, you know, Susan, we talked three years ago, and wow, would you believe what I'm doing today? And to describe it. Mm-hmm. And and it does flow, but you also kind of need a nudger. I, I'm called the chief nudger. <laughs> and and you need a nudger to say, well, now, that's great, but but what industry are you in? Or what company are you working for? Or what, line, you know, what functional area are you in? Or how soon are you going to get up the ladder to, you know, a senior officer? You know, to start asking you those questions and then start thinking about them. You never did think about them. All you think about is what everybody asks you to do, and you say yes to everything, and therefore you don't have any time for yourself. Yeah. So it sounds as if we really need to get very specific because if we're too broad, we're really not setting that vision, are we? We're not really being... um, specific about these are the things that I want to be, these are the lives that I want to be impacted. And I think when you're too broad, it often just doesn't happen because it sounds a little bit too wishy-washy. I don't know if you've got that term in the US, but the more specific you are, the more that you really can work towards your goals. That's why I say it's not it's not what I want to be doing, it's what you are doing. Mm. Because then you can set up specific uh a GPS system, if you will, <laughs> with with desti- interim destinations and goals, so you can measure where you're going. And and you know, it's no different than if you're doing a a project at a client. You begin with the end in mind. You get your team on board. You work the plan and work it every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. We do it every day, but not for ourselves. Exactly. And I love the example that you give of the GPS because if we were going somewhere, obviously there's a destination, but we said, well, you know, it can be anywhere and we won't really give an address. And look, I don't really mind which way we go. It can take, I mean, if we don't be specific or not getting specific and plugging in that information in the GPS, how on earth is the GPS going to get us there? And so that that's the reason why we need to be so specific. You know, one of the exercises that someone shared with me many years ago, and it sounds similar to this, she said, imagine that uh, a newspaper journalist had written about the last three to five years and what you'd achieved in, in your career. Go for it. You know, whatever you want to have achieved, they're right. 
writing about. And that just, once I sort of let the floods gate open, it was just amazing what came out. And, you know, sometimes I think we often don't allow ourselves, gives us, give ourselves time and opportunity to really think about where do I want to be? What do I want to have been, or what do I want to be celebrating uh, at the end of, say, three to five years? And that certainly is, is, is a very important step. Well, in this book, um, I'm sure you saw that I wrote my eulogy, mm. and it's a very similar thing, but, uh, and I had to do it, I, I didn't come up with that idea myself. I went to a women's leadership program, and, and that was one of the tasks that we had to do. Um, uh, but it's, it's along the same lines of what you were talking about, but it's how you want to be remembered. Yes. And so I, I, uh, I wished I'd had the one that I wrote many years ago, but I'm sure it's very similar to this. But it at least gives you an opportunity, hopefully, to be able to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Look, many people, uh, their definition of success can be quite different. But what would you say is one key activity that will help us to ensure our success? Well, I'll tell you one that I learned later uh, after I didn't get promoted when I thought I should have gotten promoted was that um, it was important to have done the job you want before you get it. Mm. And it was, I didn't know that. Well, I, I finally got a, got it in my mind when somebody said, Susan, if you want to be a partner, you have to act like a partner and you, and you need to have demonstrated that you are a partner before you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. So that that's the really key thing that was a big aha to me is you have to do the job you want before you get it. Mm -hmm. And it sounds, as you were talking there, it sounds to me that a lot of that has to do with mindset as well, that we can we believe that we can do the role. I mean, obviously we need to have an understanding about it and, and, and the facts of the ins and outs of, of the role. But believing ourselves that we have the strengths, the talents, the gifts to be able to step comfortably and perform that role. Would you say that that's true too? I, I think that's right. I think that in addition, what we need to do is, uh, and that's, these are other questions, um, one, who's, who's on your team to help make that happen? Mm. You know, we all, need, we all need sponsors and mentors. And I worry about people that don't have mentors and haven't even heard what a sponsor is all about. So we need those people on our team, but we also need to have the product. You know, we as a company, we have to have a product and we have to have packaging and all of that has to be in alignment in order for us to get the job that we want. Mm -hmm. So our product has to have all the skills and the capabilities and the experiences. And we also need to be perceived as someone that is in that position already. Yes. So those, and then we have to market ourselves, obviously, just like any company does, to market ourselves to get there. Mm -hmm. So people know that we really can do the job once we're promoted. Yeah. And, you know, this aligns perfectly and maps over 
when we're talking about um, ambitious entrepreneurs and maybe consultants, if you are pitching for a particular contract, if you haven't got the team together and have the mentors to help you, if you haven't got the right mindset, if you are not perceived as being able to take on that role, you'll probably not win that contract. And of course, you need to market yourself and build your brand and do all of those things too. So I think it's an important lesson for all of us to take with us um, and as we continue to, to build our careers and, and build our brands. Very, very important. Now, we talked a bit earlier about some of the success stories and how important it was to um, to really see and hear about how other people are doing it. I'd love the opportunity for you now to, to just share a little bit about your own career so that you can demonstrate how you became the CEO of U Inc. Did you, do you mind sharing with, us, with the audience? It's interesting because one of the things that we um, do at, at Accenture is develop career maps. And so I did a new career map the other day, and I looked at it, and I thought, okay, there were, there's really been four sections to my career. It was the getting started section when, you know, I was just, I had a job instead of a career, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but... I I was doing everything anybody wanted me to do, but it wasn't I wasn't performing the job of a manager. I was just doing projects. Mm-hmm. So that was my getting started, getting focused section. Uh, then I did get promoted to manager, and then I had to figure out how to empower me, how to how to become a real leader in this in the eyes of everybody else, so that I could get promoted. And actually, what I did there is I became very as people would say, entrepreneurial. Somebody described me as an entrepreneur the other day, and that's what I've known about. I mean, I was in a corporation, obviously, but I was always creating new things. New As we changed our strategy, I would become a, an entrepreneur and figure out, well, what do we need to do to achieve that strategy? Mm-hmm. So it was through, this is very interesting to me, Is it was through a 30-second elevator speech that I ultimately got promoted to partner wow. and that I saw uh, an old friend on the elevator who's going up to see the CEO of Arthur Anderson to start a new line of business and it happened to be in the training area uh, and the more I mean it, you know a ride from zero to 35 isn't very very long <laughs> um, but it was a, enough of a con- conversation that I told said to Dick I want to be on that project team because in my in my gut and I follow my gut in my gut, I thought, now what I need to do is start a new line of business in the company, and then I'll get promoted. Mm-hmm. Well, here was the opportunity. My friends and cohorts or co co people uh, thought, Susan, are you crazy investing in this? You know, this training thing. And I said, Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe it. I'm going to do it. Now there were some rocky roads, and I had to craft it in a way that was going to help me get success, be promoted, but in uh, in the end run, I, I created this new opportunity, and then I began to empower others. That was my third phase. Is mm-hmm. Once I got promoted and we had this new opportunity of, of uh, change management, we called it, um, empowering others around the world, leading others. And, and that was what I did for um, probably 20 years after I got promoted to partner. Yeah. And then my, I'm in the phase now of changing the world, mm-hmm. of bringing quality and sight for women by 2020 here in the, in the 
America. Fantastic. Fantastic. And you know what? I think I love the way that you said um, when you were in that elevator, you had this real immense, you know, gut feeling, you know, that intuition, I need to be on that. Now, and you listened to that and you acted on that and you had the conversation. And for, for all of us listening today, I mean, what an inspiration that is. How many times have we had that, you know, our gut feeling or that, that intuition, I need to be saying something, yet you know what we do? Do we speak up? No, we just end up, oh, no, you know, poo-pooing the idea, oh, that can't be right, oh, there's no way I can do that. But um, fantastic, what a success story. It's all about having confidence in yourself, and I know that's hard. Mm. When, when um, the new uh, uh, Jenny Lametti took over as CEO of IBM, she her big comment once, you know, when she was uh, anointed said, you know, it's all about self-confidence. And she told this story, and I'm sure this has happened to you. I know it happened to me. Somebody came to her and had a new opportunity that they wanted her to do in IBM. And uh, she basically said, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. And she went home and told her husband that, and, and her husband's feedback was, well, Jenny, you know, no man would ever have responded that way to that quest to that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And she said, I mean, confidence gets in our way all the time. Yeah. And we have to take on these new opportunities because as my my mentor said, you know, people that, that put you into these good roles for your growth and opportunity, they're not gonna let you fail. No. And and so you just have to to roll with the punches, follow your gut. And and build your self confidence. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was speaking to um, a, a journalist here in the career industry here in Australia, and she was sharing exactly similar story where one of her colleagues uh, was asked, "Put your application in because uh, we would love to, to. You know, we're putting this new role together, and it was definitely senior from what she was doing. And she read the job description, and she thought, oh, there's no way. They, I don't have all of the different areas that they're looking for. Anyway, about two weeks later, her supervisor met her in the corridor and said, Jenny, we're, we're look, you know, what's happening? We're waiting for your application. She said, Bob, look, I've looked at the, all of the 10 points, and I've only got about six or seven of them. So and I know that you're looking for, for, for other people with more experience. And he looked at her and said, Jenny, this role, we had you and mine and the people who have applied have even less experience. So get your application in today because we want to talk to you. Now, she had taken herself out of the running because she'd measured herself up against all those things. And yet the whole leadership team had her in mind because they were so impressed with the work and the achievements that she was delivering. So it it just goes to show how we undervalue um, our skills, don't we? Exactly right. And that, you know, if we do that to ourselves, what do you think others see? us you know I mean they see us doing really good work but do they really see us tooting our horn and and Mm. you know getting ourselves out there and letting the world know how about how good we really are yeah exactly it's important, isn't it? And we don't, and, and look, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And we're certainly not talking about, you know, the arrogance where people think, oh, I'm wonderful and all that. But recognizing that you have got great skills and you can help people and all of the successes and achievements, we need to be doing that. And I think that that really um, contributes. It's so important as 
we're becoming CEOs of UWings. So we talk, we've talked about some critical factors of success, success factors as well. Are there any other critical success factors that you would like to share with us today that you know is so important as we move forward? Well, one that kind of ties into our, the conversation we just had is I think that uh, we as women need to learn how to describe the value that we deliver. Mm-hmm. And I know in my own case, how, you know, when you did your annual review and, you know, to describe, you know, what you did over the last year and that kind of thing, um, it was, um, well, I did this and I did this and I did this and I did this. It wasn't, you know, what did I accomplish by having done all of that? It was what, you know, what value was achieved by what you did. Now, you know, we get, well, I get into a black and white situation, you know, it's either I did it all or, you know, I didn't do it all. Mm -hmm. You know, the guys, you know, they, they, you know, we look at some of the stuff that they write and you think, did they really do that? No, wait a minute. I'm not sure about that. Um, But on the other hand, I, I was in a situation where um, this, this partner, a male partner, we were talking about this very issue, and the male partner said um, that uh, he reads what his wife reads and and updates it mm-hmm. because. And he talked told about the story of the job in this bank that she had, and it was a job that nobody wanted, nobody, and she got it. She did it, and she turned it around. But he said, "You know, you would know, you would never get that from the way she wrote it." Wow. And I heard a, a woman say, "You know, whatever I write, as far as what I'm, what I've said, I've done. I let my husband um, wordsmith it for me." Yeah. It's so true. Uh, many years ago, and and. Uh, I work with entrepreneurs, but I've also worked with executives. And I and one of the, the the services that we provided was helping people update their resumes, their CVs. And I totally agree. When you read the document, it's like, oh, okay. Then you ask you ask the the women. So what was happening beforehand, and what was the reason you were hired? And when they share the story as if they're you know talking to you or chatting over a cup of coffee, it's incredible. They turned organisations around. They overhauled you know outdated systems they increased profitability and productivity and their team retention was strong and when you read the one sentence that describes that initially it's like you have not even touched the surface of how you've impacted you know the lives of the the individuals your team but but also the company so I think we we certainly need to uh, take note of that lesson and uh, really you know own it we did it own it and and we need to be able to talk about that as you said in a way that describes the accomplishments the results that we've um, delivered another a couple of others are one you got to believe in yourself mm. you don't believe in yourself who who else who's going to do that you need to believe in yourself that you can do it the other thing is once you know where you want to go you need to start talking about it uh, to your supervisor or whoever uh, so they can help you get there mm-hmm. or you can you know, they can say, well, maybe not this year, but next or and 
And then you have an opportunity also to ask for what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you, I mean, once you know where you're going, it's a whole lot of e- lot easier to ask for what you want. Yes. Yeah. And I love that talking about it and telling your supervisor and, and other people who can certainly support you um, in, in achieving that because by saying it out loud, it really is, it, it can be a little bit scary for some people, but really it's it's important because they can, as you said, can support you. There might be certain projects that come up or, um, you know, assignments that through doing that is just going to get you closer to being able to, to step into that role that you have, you know, set your, your mind to. So very, very important. This is all about making things happen for you rather than letting things happen to you. Yes. Yes, I love that saying. It's so important. It, I can't quite don't can't remember all of it, but it's sort of like: Do you want to be one of those people that make it happen, or do you want? There's a middle one, but then the last one is: Or do you want to be one of those people that stand around saying, "What happened?" And it's like when I right. read that, I thought, "Oh, I certainly don't want to be one of those people." Right. So so very important. Well, we aren't going to get tapped on. I mean, once in a lifetime, you might get tapped on the shoulder, but. You know, a lot of people wait and say, well, people ought to see the good work I'm doing and then tap me on the shoulder. Mm. Well, I can't read your mind about where you want to go. And uh, I I don't necessarily see everything you're doing to tap you on the shoulder. So you need to take responsibility for who it is you are and who you want to be. Yeah, so very, very, very true. Look, Susan, it's been amazing speaking with you today. I think all of the success strategies and the the success factors you've shared with us, as well as your own journey as well, has been such an inspiration. And as I mentioned earlier on the call, I think this book is is a book that really we all need to have on our bookshelf, whether we are executive or a professional or even um, as a CEO of our own company if we're self-employed. So how can people get a copy of your book? Well, it's on Amazon.com, uh, and and I do believe, and I'm gonna, tr- I'm trying to find that there's a distribution um, company in Australia that is handling my book. Oh, wonderful! And I, I think Eric was trying to find that out, but I will, I will make sure that uh, we get that information to you. Fabulous. So what we'll do is we will in the show blurb add those links so we'll obviously have a link to Amazon but then we'll also have a link to um, to, to the distributor here in Australia um, so people can click through on, on that as well look once again thank you so much for coming on the show Susan I think there's valuable valuable lessons and everything that you've shared today well thanks so much for inviting me and Maria I love your show so I'm glad to be here This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.